And welcome to another Late Show. It's me, Albert Bogo, and joining me tonight is our usual panel, Ian Jimison. Hey. And Laura Dagen. Hello, everyone. And thank you for joining us this last Friday night of December 2022. And we're going to be discussing a lot of things tonight. We're going to be thinking about just some of the things, the changes in our own lives over the last year. Then we're going to start thinking about uh, just come back over some of the podcasts that we've been engaged with over the last year. And then we're going to start thinking a wee bit about what the future might be, a wee bit of kind of prophesying into the future, looking to the future. So that's where we're going to be going tonight. Lots of interesting things we're going to be talking about, a podcast that we've already covered. You know, we've been covering, we've, we've looked at Burns Nights, we've looked at um, our favourite songs that we enjoy, we've looked at, um, um, we've had actually a very interesting uh, interview with one of the ministers in Budapest, just the, at the time when there was a the, the whole Ukraine war was starting. So there's a lot going on we're going to be talking about in this session. So please stick with us and I hope you'll really enjoy it. So thank you. And it's back to Ian and Laura. What about the last year? Anything in particular changes that's come about your way this last year? Laura's a far more <laughs> a interesting person than I am, as you all know. So I think we should start with Laura. <laughs> Do you know, I actually feel that this year has been the quickest year of my life. It has just flew in uh, and it's, um, it's been a strange year, actually. Um, it's that way whenever it's like, well, this has been my first full year in um, ministry, parish ministry. Uh, and it's... Uh, Aye, it's just been it's it's been used to everything, um, getting to know a new community, um, and actually the wider community as well, not just the church community, settling in to know a new in Glasgow, you know, from being a country girl, a wee country mouse, you know, can becoming a city mouse. That's <laughs> been quite it's been quite a journey. Um, for, for me, and it has been uh, the quickest year of my life. Right? But, but good, and I've learned so much. And do you know that way that um, it's like God just gives you more of what you need? You know, you think you can't do things. You think that, you know, if you were to look forward, you think, oh, I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. But actually, when the time comes... God just fills you and expands you and and it's just amazing, you know, that, that what you can do with the Lord. Um and actually I'm I'm looking forward to actually what the next year's going to bring. Though I do hope that the pace just slows down just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh Laura, that is just tremendous. Um do you know I I was just reflecting as you said that, you know, this year for me has been a a huge year of change as well. Um, I had the worst year ever last year um, through a lot of reasons, personal things and stuff in my work. And it was just, it was a really difficult, difficult time and lockdown and the NHS, as you know, was under so much pressure. And um, it was really, really hard, you know, at the coalface um, for guys like me. And um, I ended last year when I when I came kind of came to the end of last year. I was looking at my life and I thought, you know, another couple of months. If I just get through another couple of months, I'll get early retirement and I can just I can throw it all in. Yeah, I can do something different with my life um, because I, I'm I'm done with this. And then out the blue, because this and this is this is a really good thing, isn't it? Sometimes when you feel at that point where you feel that you know, I can't really go on with this or I don't know where I'm going with this or I've lost my way, I've lost my direction. And in my case, it was nothing really to do with me per, per, per se. It was just circumstance that kind of piled upon my head. And I kind of expiated a lot of that through writings on Sanctuary First and people who know me understand what those things are about. And people who don't know me maybe can gather something of the the kind of the, the that feeling that affects us all at times. Anyway, long story short, so I, I get to the beginning of this year um, and I'm in that kind of frame of mind. And then my direct boss, I've got 
uh, this direct boss of mine, he said, well, you need to go for this particular job. And I was like, no, 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 no. I said, no, no, I'm, I'm a wee bit too rock and roll for that. Um, I don't think I can be this guy. Uh, and he said, no, you really need to do this job. He said, yeah, I think this would be a good fit for you. And I, I was like, nah, nah, you know, I just want to get, you know, I want to work my, my 40 years and then get out of Dodge, um, just like all of my friends have done, those that are still alive. <laughs> and that's not a joke. That's actually true. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I, I thought, no. Anyway, along comes this thing, and I get this interview for it because I feel that if people want you to do something, then sometimes you know you feel you almost feel as if that is a calling because I had done that prayer, that prayer that you do. I'm sure you're all familiar with that prayer and you know, that prayer that you say, "Look, Lord, what is it that you want me to do?" Right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I must do this every three months, Lord. What is it that you want me to do? You must be really fed up here in this prayer. So sometimes what he does is says, "What I'll do, I'll explode your life, and then we'll kind of take it from there." And sometimes what, what God does, He kind of says, "Well, I'm going to put this in front of you, and and let's see if you bite." And this was this thing, and I found myself halfway through an interview that I had absolutely no intentions of going for this job. I suddenly found myself with a spirit of, "I'm really interested." Out of nowhere, I thought, wait a minute, this is something I'm quite interested in, dude. And before I knew it, I thought, yeah, yeah, this is definitely for me. And I've had the most exciting, wonderful year working with people who are not directly related to my particular specialty in the world medicine, but working with social workers and teachers and really interesting, fine, intelligent people. And, and it's it's really, it's been quite transformative. And I found myself in the, in the middle of the year thinking, I'm completely exhausted, but it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so I kind of came from where for me at the very end of last year was the kind of depths of, I really felt very directionless and really quite lost mm-hmm. to being once again in a place where I thought that I was doing the work that God wanted me to do. And I mean that not just medicine-wise, but artistically as well. You know, as a musician and a songwriter, I felt much more that there were things <laughs> that suddenly felt I had to say again. For a whole year of thinking, I don't have anything to say about anything at all. And suddenly I thought, do you know what? I've got lots of things that I want to say. So it's been a very transformative year. Um, and and I'm, I'm looking forward to what what happens next. But I think... I guess my I would consolidate it all and say, you know, sometimes when you say to God that prayer, you say, Lord, change me. You know, Lord, challenge me. Lord, show me the way. Be careful for what you pray for. Oh, exactly. Sometimes that happens. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, Ian, yes. And then it's that way as well. You know, again, it's like, oh, let me let go of the things that aren't working anymore. Or let me let go of the things I don't need anymore for the next season. And you've got all this turmoil that that you've got to, you know, go through to get to the other side. And and it is sometimes I you have to be brave actually and and keep trusting that I this is was meant to happen. God is good and something good is going to come from this, but it, I it's a rocky uh, scary place isn't that Laura and isn't that what faith is faith is that whole journey of yeah. I've asked for this now uh-huh. I need to cope with what I've asked for yes. um, but it's also wonderful that's the thing about it it's deeply rewarding and and you know sometimes it's important to let go of these things that you didn't need anymore Do you know I think what you're talking about is sheer lion heart bravery we need the lion hearts that are prepared when God calls you to do something, to take it on board, and 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 to know that you're not going to do it on your own strength, but this God gives us a lion heart that he allows does. us to say, right, I'm going to run with this, and 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 it's going to work. Um, this year for me has been interesting too because uh, in some ways, uh, <clears throat> for me last year uh, we were in a. Sanctuary First was in a, a in a place where we weren't sure where we were going. You know, our funding was in a situation with all the changes in presbyteries. We didn't know where Sanctuary First was sitting. But now we've now got our charitable status. We're now a, a charity in our own right. Uh, and we're, we've got a new board. And there's spaces for two new more board members to come on. 
and uh, we've got uh, we're looking in a really good place for the future. And uh, it's been so exciting that God has been blessing the work of Sanctuary First and the opportunities that are coming our way are, are really, really interesting. But uh, it's so it, it's the last year has seen a consolidation of what we were doing. And now I think for me, uh, we're now thinking about um, where the future is going to be. But in my own personal life too, I think that the arrival of a grandson this year as well has been wonderful. And Ian, of course, too, had mentioned well, that. And I'm getting brownie points now. Yeah, <laughs> sure, I'm getting brownie you, points. You I should, should have, have mentioned, mentioned that, that right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's great to just have the grand, grandchildren. I've got, you know, the girls are staying over this weekend, tonight with us, and it's just coming fun with it. We were at Mogus this afternoon. Oh, so, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's 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 seeing God at work in our lives, going through the changes in our lives and 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 relaxing to know mm -hmm. that God will work out his purposes in all of the things that we are called to do. And I think that's one of the things we need to learn is I mean yeah. it takes time, but to that learning to trust God, eh, and eh, we get so anxious about things, and we over. Do you know most people overthink everything? Yeah, we make it more complicated than it need be. We overthink so much. Eh? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't plan and we shouldn't think about the future and we shouldn't, you know, strategize. But we also need to leave space for just sometimes things to happen. Yeah, I think so, because that's where the magic lies, you know, because I, I know myself, actually, for a wee bit, for a bit of time this year, I've been a bit ground down by oh, just, you know, the kind of day-to-day um, practicalities of ministry, you know, and you know, and it's the same, I think, for a lot of people, you know, and, and you know, different positions as well, especially, you know, in leadership, you know, you get you can get bogged down by um the practicalities of leading people. Um where you might want to be creative. Uh you you're not always able to. Um and but you do have to leave space, you know, so that there is opportunities for that for the spirit to touch you, to inspire you, and for that magic to happen. Otherwise it can become a you know a a drudge, you know, you do need that, 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 just that space for spark. I think so. And one of the things I've learned, Laura, in ministry is to <clears throat> sometimes wait for God to bring the right, you maybe know what you want to do, but not to be impatient, but to wait for God to bring the people who are going to do that with you. Yeah. You know, that, and so often we want to make it happen, but we need to maybe sometimes just wait for the people to come to make it happen. Um, and and God does bring the people. He does bring the people into our lives to make these things happen as we go on in ministry. You're absolutely right. We need to make space in our lives and be cre for creative things and take time out to do them. <clears throat> and I th I think it. I mean, I think Sanctuary First uh, for encouraging people to get involved with us in Sanctuary First can be the time out that some people need to be creative. Yeah, and I think just something, just listening to that, I keep, I keep on here. I've, I've been hearing that whole the the words of Christ. You know that, behold, I'm doing a new thing. You know, I've I've heard these that more and more, um, in my head. I, I was going to say, I, I, I received a huge blessing this year that surprised me because it wasn't what I was looking for. Which is what I think. I think God. It's a God of surprises, and there are surprises for you as you walk along the way. And one of the surprises that I found was nearly every morning when I waken up, and I usually waken up about five o'clock and I listen to shipping news. It's a weird thing. Um, but I always have this little time of quiet and just thankfulness for what I've been given in my whole life. And what I've been given in the life I'm leading right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I say I say that because 
I know we should be like that every day, but actually I think every day for a lot of us, it's all about we need to get up and get on with the day and do the next task and the next task and the task after that. And, you know, we're kind of almost in a, in a hamster wheel. Um, but to be, to be beset in the middle of this year with just this spirit of, I need to be thankful. Just for that little time in the morning, it's maybe 10, 15 minutes that I will literally just lie there and be thankful. And thank God for all that I've been given and the people that are in my life wow. and and the people that, and, and God sends his angels, you know, and the angels sometimes are in the form of people that will say to you the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Or they'll have the right gift at the right time that you can help, you, you can use to then go and fulfill what is part of your mission. With God, it's incredibly complicated, but it's incredibly cool to think about, you know, a God that covers all of those bases. To me, that is a marvellous thing. Well, look, we've done quite a bit of chatting about the past, and, but now we're going to have a wee look at some of the things that we covered in this uh, show uh, last year, because those of you who are listening in, they've maybe just come across us. Uh, welcome, and I hope you enjoy this time, this conversation we've had. But we, we're going to look at some of the things that we have been talking about and thinking about. And, of course, we started off at the end of January last year. This show, we started then. So this is the 11th one because we missed one out in, in August. So this is the 11th version of The Late Show. And we started off with a Burns night, <clears throat> talking about Robert Burns. And, of course, uh, those of you who are listening in from different parts of the world, you'll know that... Uh, for Scots, Robert Burns is the national poet. And Ian lives in that area of Scotland in, in Ayrshire. And he's an Ayrshire lad. And uh, so we thought we'd start off with Ian. Some of your comments on Burns. I think the thing about Burns is Burns isn't just a Scottish poet. He's a major European poet. Um, mm. The wonderful thing about Burns was his complete lack of... Um, his lack of... Sophistication is the wrong word because he's incredibly sophisticated yes. as a wordsmith and as a poet. But the things that he would talk about would quite often be the 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 normal everyday things that we come across in our life, and he would make them manifest. I I feel that, and and I love that show. You know, that was a a, a great show. Um, you know, about Burns and, uh, you know, about his life and about the history and, you know, the, the, the poetry of Burns is, if you've never, if you've never read it, please read it. And if you've never listened to it, please listen to it. And if you've never heard a Burns song, go and play one after this show's over because they're incredible. Um, the imagery that Burns could evoke from the soil of Ayrshire, which is where he was born, where I was born and bred, where he was born and bred, um, is is wonderful. And and it it's you know it's the very word of, in some respects, there's a kind of spirituality and a deepness and a richness about it that is of itself holy. Although quite often mm -hmm. Burns would not was definitely not a holy man. Yeah. Or, or at least in the traditional sense, but what he was, he was a man alive and he was very much, he inhabited himself. And in that there's honor and there's beauty. I think where, when I think of Burns, I always think of, um, I always think of my loves like a red, red rose. Because to me that quintessential Burns, that, that's the, the Burns that, it sits within my heart, you know, my love is like a red, red rose that's um, sweetly sprung in June, I mean, and, and on and on, you know, it, it's, so it's the most the beautiful The only thing part. is, when you start talking like that too, there's an element of me that says, yeah, I know, but Burns, Burns, Burns wasn't very faithful to, to in relationships about the love he talks about, the red, red rose, but you know, he, he, wanted, he wanted to have too much love in some senses. I, I think that's it. He, and the scene says he was a man alive. You know, he was, there, there was, a, he sensed and burns a lust for life, you know, and, and it's fullest sense and enjoyment of like all the, all of God's creation. And, and I think there's an authenticity about his, his writing that, and he brings himself, his full self to his work. 
that connects so deeply still today with people. You know what? He's like an everyman, you know, that 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 just, you know, has been able to connect deeply with people on that, you know, just speaking into people's lives. Um, even though actually, you know, he was actually his writing was very sophisticated, as as Ian said. But but do you know the the, the thing about it that always gives me great hope is that you're absolutely right, because from a strictly, if we were to look at Burns's life from a, you know, a biblical and moral perspective, we, we might find Burns in some aspects of his life wanting. Um, but God didn't come to talk to people who were absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. The disciples were not perfect people. They were people before they became disciples. And God still used them mm -hmm. for good purpose. And some of the richness and the evocation that, that Burns brings into life in Scotland and just that sheer joy of living, um, that is surely a godly thing. God can use things that are perhaps, well, I think, can use people who are not necessarily think of themselves as being godly to yeah. put forward greater truths. I mean, that I think what God allows us to do is to look at things with God's eyes and not with human eyes. And we, we, I, I feel we do too much of that in the church. We look at things too much um, with human eyes and our interpretation of what is beautiful and right for the Lord. We, ca we cannot possibly imagine what that actually is. Um, at least I don't think that we can. I think we can try, but I don't think that we can really do it. Um, and I think that Burns is an imperfect person, but such beauty comes out of that. And I think there is a lesson in that, that God will use things that are imperfect and broken um, to shine on a greater, deeper truth, uh, as C.S. Lewis would have it, the deep magic. Well, there you go. That's interesting eh, to hear that. So we, if we move from Burns, the deep magic of Burns, you know, eh, to the deep magic of eh, Burns, who's a songwriter, then we went in to talk about how magical music is for all of us, the three of us, and we had a whole program just devoted to music and to songs that <clears throat> that we that we enjoyed. That and was one of my favourites. <laughs> that was one of my favourite um, episodes that we did this year, um, especially you know thinking about secular um, secular songs that that inspire us um, and. Again, because I think that's that is the thing. I think God speaks to us um in the everyday, you know, God God uses people um that, that might not necessarily have a faith, but God still uses them, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, he creates things that 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 speak into people's lives. And and so that was what that really was one of my favorite, favorite um episodes that we did. Um, and it did get me thinking afterwards the all the other, you know, because actually we could have went on all night on that one. <laughs> I know, we could have. <clears throat> yeah. Because as you say, Laura, music touches so many, so many songs that um that that touch so many different parts of our lives at different times. Yeah. You know, and they 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 reach into our lives and and they're they're very precious and and sometimes they're so precious, some songs we don't even, we won't share with someone because mm -hmm. the song itself is so deep. It's same, it's almost got a personal connection with you and 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 to share it is to actually spoil the magic. Does that make sense? Oh, that yes. Makes, makes perfect sense. I, I mean, absolutely. Like, like Laura, it was one of my favourite, favourite things, but I think it, it speaks to something that when we think of, you know, what are your favourite songs? A lot of it reflects where you are at that point mm. in your life, um, and where you know where you stand in relation to into music and into creativity. Um, I, I was trying desperately to think of you. Know, what did I actually pick that night? I can't remember what I picked that night, um, but I know the songs that I would maybe pick now that mean an awful lot to me now. Um, I'll never forget the. You see. I think, again, like poetry, a bit like Burns and songs, again, there, there's a, it speaks to creation about what is created and good. 
you know, and to bring in C.S. Lewis, you know, it, it may not be done in the name of God, but when it brings people closer to God and to spirituality, then perhaps that's doing God's work. And things which are maybe done in the name of God that don't do that, maybe they're not actually been done in the name of God. Again, back to C.S. Lewis in the last battle. Um, that's a running thread throughout that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a great episode. I'd thoroughly encourage people to go and listen to it. But what I'd encourage people more to do is to think of the songs that mean a lot to you and then kind of try and figure out what it is about these songs that make them so special for you. Um, mm. what, what is it about those songs that is talking about your life in a, in a way which is real and true and which you're kind of given these words to hang on to, to make that experience more vivid for you and help you to realize it, rationalize it um, and internalize it. You know, one of the things I, I will say, we had a discussion at that point, and I think it's relevant today as we think of the world and the way the world is. We, we did talk about the place of lament in, in, in some of the songs that we chose to talk about and the, the, the sad songs, the songs that, that speak of, that have a, a melancholy feel to them, that, you know, but um, somehow there is some kind of magic in those songs that we want to go and listen to these songs and they draw us in to something that they, even though they might be upbeat, there is actually, if you listen to the lyrics or something, there is a, there is a melancholy or a longing or a, a longing for something that's been lost. Uh, they can be a real healing, you know, in songs like that. They've got a real purpose of, um, you know, I know that myself. You know, I've found that, that there's songs that have helped me, you know, get through actually difficult times. You know, that they're expressing something that you can't express yourself. But on a kind of soul level, you know, this, this song is actually just saying, what you want to be able to say and, and to hear it. You know, there's a an acknowledgement of how you feel. Um and, and, and I think then it allows you to come to a place of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to move on, you know, eventually. And I think we said something then that I'll, you know, say now as a songwriter, um <clears throat> one of the things that is amazing is, you know, people will be at a concert or whatever, or they'll buy your download your record or whatever and they'll take their meaning yeah. from your song yeah and you know that that was not what that song was written about at all it was written from a different place and you about a different thing and then somebody will come and tell you the story of what your song meant to them i, I find that an enormous uh, honor and and very humbling thing to hear what people take your songs for that mm -hmm. they might not be what what you initially meant them to be. And I think all songwriters <laughs> say that once the Beatles said that, once the song is out in the world, they, they used to say that they thought that well, the, the song then belonged to the world. And I, I think I would I would hold with that. I think that wasn't naivety. I think that, that's truth. I think when it's out there, it then belongs to other people. Yeah. Um and for what, what they for what they bring to the table. Absolutely marvelous. Songs are the one of the few things that can make me instantly cry. Um, I don't cry very often, but I do cry instantly at songs. And It's a Wonderful Life, by the way. I'd always cry at that movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you're right. <clears throat> um, and as we move on, you know, this year, we then went on to talk about, um, to the minister over in, in Budapest, uh, to Aaron Stevens. Remember, we spoke to Aaron, and he was talking about what his congregation were doing there in Hungary, is mm -hmm. seeking to reach out on the on the on the borders with the yes. Ukraine, and um, the, 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 there is a there is a sadness that comes over us all because we all know what's happening in in Ukraine just seems so so sad and so um, unfair, and we cry out, we lament. Where is God in all of this? You know, uh, when we see so many lives being being lost and. And, and lives broken up and families now coming to live in Scotland here. Uh, but that's not where they want to be. They want to be home with their family and they would want things to go back to where it was. And it'll be years 
if ever it gets back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, and it was a very sad situation, and 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 that actually there isn't any, you know, and knowing that there's no closure, and that it's I it's something that's that's going to run, and you think, I how long is this going to, how long is this going to last for? Um, like I know people that have taken in, um, Ukrainians that have came here. Um, and there's a boat actually on the Clyde that, that houses um a lot of the, the Ukrainian refugees and and it's just you know, you think it must be just so difficult, you know, for this being able to acclimatize, you know, to a new a new country, you know, and and to be able to keep a hope, you know, because this is it, you've got the life still got to go on. You know, especially I think if you've got young children, you know, you've still got to be able to give them hope. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like you imagine that there's this kind of that there must really be a real duality, you know, for for people that have had to flee that that situation. You know, what they've left behind and what they're, you know, how to actually keep living when you know the probably people that they've left behind, lives, a life they've left behind, and I that was a. I, I was a really moving episode that 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 was, and it really um brought it home, um and it made you think as well about the place of the church, you know, to to be able to offer, um, you know, to be able to offer hope to to people that are actually whatever their situation is, you know, because it's not just um you know it's not just Ukraine, you know, there's so much um mm-hmm. uh, people on the move throughout the world. And it's then how do we treat them with humanity and compassion and dignity? Um especially now that that we're times are hard for people, especially you know, in this country and throughout the world. And this is whenever you start to find that hearts can become a wee bit hardened. Um, and so there's something there, I think, within the church that we have to keep reminding people you know about you know what would Jesus do what would Jesus be saying and and, and speaking mm-hmm. into this situation and how do we keep not be not counting people as numbers but giving them dignity and and life and hope Thank you. so this thing is all we could be summing up some of this like sort of we can think of Burns, the kind of things that Burns was talking about, the importance of of giving people hope and about a man's a man for all that and about about being being an internationalist and having an international mm-hmm. view of the world. We said we were talking just recently there in, the, in this podcast, we talked about songs and how we need songs to express how we're feeling. And songs at this time can be a, a real a expression and a help for people to express how they're feeling about all that's happening with the with Ukraine and with war itself. Uh, so thinking about that, it's important. So it takes us into then we started to think about the arts. <clears throat> and we had a whole programme with Jolomo, uh, the well-known Scottish uh, landscape artist, and uh, Ken McKenzie, the minister up in in in, in Crathy and Braemar. And also we brought in Angus um, Matheson because he Angus was tied up to their own community. And the uh, Jolomo is um, has has painted so many paintings of, of Iona. And uh, they were, he was talking about a journey that he'd made to Iona with Ken McKenzie and with another uh, uh, Irish poet. And uh, so we had a whole program about that. And that, that was that was fascinating, that one, wasn't it? Oh yeah. That was, and I think actually there was something, what really struck me about that one was about a community, but also being accountable to your community, you know, with with the things that uh, Angus was saying, you know, about um, uh, how they hold each other accountable um, in the Iona community. And and actually, I think as creatives, you know, I, I think actually... We, we should be also further to account to bring out the best in each other, to inspire each other and encourage. And and again, and then 
throughout the church, actually bringing out uh, the giftings of of those, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and and and. And and it's that encouragement I think we need to be holding ourselves accountable to, um, and it, I I think that's like so so I found that I thought that was a really inspiring, um, I an inspiring episode. Yeah, people that's can dead. listen to that episode. It's April two thousand and twenty-two. It's yeah. on the site. Um, you can you can find it under the late show. If it's April two thousand twenty-two, I but I would you, say it's definitely one to go and listen to. What these podcasts, that what the late show had been speaking about, I think up and and until that point was what is essential. Because when Jaloma was talking about painting, he spoke about he would draw the cross in the blank canvas first, yeah, and then things would build around it. When he spoke about Iona and the poets spoke about Iona, they spoke about things which are essential and immovable, like light and how the light is in Iona, and the relationships between people and feelings. And war can't extinguish the light, and it can't extinguish the relationships between people, and it can't extinguish love. And these things are what are essential. And when you have to leave your country, you know, like the, the, when we were talking about people coming to the country, you have to leave your country, you bring with you yourself, that essential part of yourself. And to me, that's really exciting. It's about what is essential in you and your relationship with the creator and with the world that you live in. Yeah. And, you know, that then leads on to, um, you know, that whenever we had Campbell Dion, you know, talking about, um, you know, that, like, his faith in the workplace, you know, and then like and you know, in that square mile. Um and, and that is and that's like you think that that is essential, you know, like what you bring, you know, not just to your church life, not just, you know, to your community, but actually to every part of you. And that includes, you know, your work life, you know, which is like a huge actual part of all our lives. You know, and it's this like living with integrity, isn't it? And and putting I just think about Christ, you know, that cross at the center of everything. Brilliant thing about Campbell. I mean, there's a guy who very he, I mean, he is one hundred percent that guy in the the mile in London, you know, in amongst the business and a very high powered lawyer, indeed. Um, and he is without, through and through, up and down, a man of God first. Mm-hmm. And he retains that faith. And I know because I write songs of the guy and he is absolutely thrilled to what it is to be a Christian in today's environment. Mm-hmm. And Campbell actually is trying to tee us up with a gig in you know, as, as a Christian band um, down in the Golden Mile in London to people who maybe wouldn't recognise faith. But it's really not the point. The point is that he'll do that. He'll take a punt on that because it's essentially him. A beautiful and wonderful thing. And Campbell's a great friend of mine. So please, if you're, if you're skimming through, settle in our Campbell. The man speaks some words of wisdom. And if you ever read his writing, um, his writings are absolutely brilliant as well um, on the website. Do you know one of the wonderful things we're going to be doing about the new website and the, the, the update that's coming to the app is that you know, people are going to have to take out a profile in order to comment. But when people take out a profile, they will also be able to look at the profiles of the writers and also you'll be able to see all the things that a particular writer has written. So if uh, you wanted to follow Ian Jimison's writings, then you could see them all there. Or you, Campbell Dye's writings are all there, or Laura Dagen's writings are all there, bringing them all together. And I think that's going to be a real interesting kind of a, a, a service for people, that people can a, go and look back at material if they like a particular writer's style a, and be encouraged by that. Um, 
So yeah, we had Campbell, we had that, that talking about the workplace, and then we, we moved on uh, from Campbell and we we had a, we were into then a June, I was in Paris, and we did a broadcast from Paris, uh, and we were talking to Linda Pollock uh, about her work uh, that, that she, before she moved to her new parish, had the, the work that she had in Springburn, working with the um, with those who were coming in looking for refuge and looking for looking for asylum, and uh, again she's just talking about the importance of as being able to the church being able to welcome people in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, that was another good one to be part of. Um, I think that one, if I remember right, we I was in I was in Israel when I we recorded that, yeah. and. Uh, I I and seen the situation there. Um, I think I had uh, visited. I think I had actually visited the refugee camp, or I was going to uh -huh. visit the refugee camp, and so that had uh, that had made a huge, a huge impact on me. Um, and and I know that, I, and I've actually spoken quite. I've I've spoken to some guilds about this. Um, when I thought, yeah, I had came back, and and it is, it's actually it's been able to see. Actually, that we see. You know, we see the essential person. We see the person that that, that God has created and made that precious child of God, and and I think so often, you know. We, we get you know politics and all the rest there and people get caught up in ideologies and person you know that that human that, that god has made and and i think that's something that's really important about these podcasts whenever we are talking about these subjects is is where you know it's like we're stopping and it's like we're being reminded that all these people are 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 precious children of God and deserve dignity, um, and and to be treated with compassion. Absolutely. Amen, sister. Which then leads us into a. <clears throat> we were talking about women. Then to think about, do you remember during July, we with sport, and we do you remember we had the Neil Arquette from your end of the, from your neck of the woods, the end. I that's why I joked out heaven. because I was scared he was gonna get me into some kind of jogging club. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know sport is, is actually sport is like a religion to so many people. You know, it is so important to people and 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 actually for a lot of people uh that is as a spiritual experience, especially when they're coming together to actually watch sport together as a collective as a community um you know that that excitement and all oh, the emotions and 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 i think it's wonderful actually that um you know neil does use sport um within his ministry um and also like our, our friend neil in switzerland you know he also um, uses sport and has ministry and has like done great things with it and and again it's really this it we don't need to be thinking about the well, we don't need to be thinking about like this highfalutin theology you know and like our head in the clouds we can be actually in the everyday ordinary things that is where god is god is in like everyday life ordinary life god is in you know all these things that we that we love and are passionate about and uh, and and it's great just to be able to kind of focus on that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sport is such an important area to <clears throat> think more about and uh, to yeah, and and not to feel it's in competition with our faith, but in actual fact to embrace it mm -hmm. and to find ways to embrace say, sport as part of the. The ministry and witness of the church. Then, of course, we took we took August off because we had fourteen podcasts produced during August 
on Faith at the Fringe. And uh, we had, that, that again, I would encourage people to go and listen to some of those podcasts because, again, they were engaging with all kinds of issues, but trying to engage with the arts and the mm-hmm. uh, Faith at the Fringe and trying to see the connection between artists and faith. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it was lovely bringing in people who were not particularly, um, were not church-carrying Sunday Christians, you might say, church church service Christians. But as you started to engage with the conversation, you could see the set, the people are seeking for faith, they're seeking for God in the midst mm-hmm. of their art, and their art is helping them to try and find who God is. Yes. And the one time you had a really nicely lit, beautifully set up podcasting studio is the one time I couldn't come through from it. Well, we've got that podcast studio still through the internet and we're about, we, uh, we, we need more support because we're a small team uh, to be able to use that and use that ma- to maximise it out. But in actual fact, we have been doing some recordings in it in the last day, the last um, couple of weeks, and we're hoping to use it more. So does that does that mean I can actually go through one day and actually use the nice podcasting studio? Yes, you can indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you can indeed. Yeah. So then from there, we went on to do have a, a, an interview with the moderator of the General Assembly. Um, and uh, again, that again was a very interesting uh, conversation with Ian Greenshields. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, Stuart Forsyth was on that as well, that that podcast, and and it was it was really it was a good discussion about um, yeah, about digital ministry. Um, I know it, um, I know it inspired me. Uh, I feel as if I kind of monopolised a lot of that conversation. <laughs> I feel as if, like, I could have, like, I think me and Stuart could have actually just went off and had a wee gap together. <laughs> it was that was a really good one. That actually, yeah, and yeah. and just actually thinking as well about actually the possibilities of digital ministry. Yeah. And then we followed on the following uh, month with pilgrimage, and we had again Andre who works with Sanctus Media, and we also had Alex Shuttleworth, and we had Linda Pollock on as and well, uh, talking about pilgrimage and the place of pilgrimage, and again that was an interesting kind of um, that was very interesting because it got us thinking about where are we going. You know, where is our lives going? Our, is life, all, all of our lives as Christians is really a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. I, it's a, it, 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 it's a, if we think we've arrived, we, we're not pilgrims. No, I know. That was a real treat, that episode. Um, so I really, I think especially we are like just having come off his pilgrimage and having followed him in social media um and and like because he would send as well he had sent stuff in for Sunday live um it was just it was just such a treat um and and thinking about the ways that and and actually it wasn't just you don't need to go away you know to be on pilgrimage I think to be reminded of that that actually this is our whole journey in Christ is a pilgrimage it was yeah. it was a wonderful reminder of that and immensely cool and and you know what to to see you know Alec um and and Linda and what they'd done in terms of pilgrimage and the time that they'd carved out for that special point in their lives where it was mm-hmm. special and given over to them and the creator um was a powerful powerful message just that little that message, and I don't, I don't think we, we hear it enough actually. Just to take special time, mm-hmm. special time that is just between you and your Creator, and to be at one, and to be either walking or trundling or whatever it is that you do, uh, to walk at one with God. You know, like David and David walked with God. Fantastic, loved it. Brilliant yeah, episode. That, if you're wanting to listen to that one, that was October. October 2022, 
a really good broadcast uh, podcast on on, mm -hmm. on pilgrimage. And then last month, we come up now, coming up in November, last month we had a, a really interesting time with Tommy McNeil, the minister up in uh, in Lewis. And he's just published a book called The Sleeping Giant. And uh, that was, again, uh, an opportunity for us to be excited about our faith and to be excited about what God might be doing in, in the church. Yes. And actually, this is the one I think that because I am, I'm, I'm hoping to actually do that book as a study with um, the the elders um, in my church, and but I think there's something there. It, it's made me really, I ignited something in me that discussion, um, because as we all know, uh, I can be quite anti anti establishment. <laughs> I make no, I make no bones about that. <laughs> but what it made me, it kind of made me think about this responsibility actually that we have for the church. You know, um, you know, it's not just our own wee communities actually, but it is, it's, it's God's church. You know, we're all part of the body of Christ, and and actually the responsibility that we have as a member of the body of Christ and, and to make that, you know, to, to you know, and to bring God's kingdom here, you know, and, and it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing <laughs> to make that happen? And and so it, it really I feel as if that kind of emboldened me. And this is something that looking ahead in a, you know 2023, you know, this is my 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 prayer for the church. And actually the body of Christ is, is that we are all bolder. You know, we're all bolder and actually believe that 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 we can bring God's kingdom here, you know, in Scotland, and that the Church of Scotland can actually do this. You know, we're not some we're not dying, you know, we're not in decline. You know, it's like we're we've went through a we've went through a refining phase you know getting the the, the dross burnt off us but actually that may make us shine brighter for the lord and and i want us to be bold you know that is that is my prayer <laughs> we all need to step up to do amen sister share line heart bravery but here's the thing tommy mcneil was writing about the sleeping giant that's all right to talk about a giant is sleeping. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you a question. What are you going to do if the giant awakens? Well, An awakened giant. What would that be like? You know, when, when all of a sudden the church becomes, would we want to be part of it? Oh, no. I don't want to be part of that, you know? Uh, I'll come, I'll come riding on the wind blowing through this broken land. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and that's and I think if you've got people on fire again, you know, people on fire and and excited <clears throat> again, you know, awakened, you know, it, it, it's just you know, you imagine like the the angels singing in heaven, like oh yes. <laughs> Ian and I have written a song that we've never ever actually done anything with, but we've recorded it a few times. It's never quite been quite right. But do you remember the song Soul Tsunami? Oh my goodness, yeah. It's a soul tsunami shaking this land. Yeah. On sinking sand. Here uh -huh. comes a soul tsunami. And when the soul tsunami hits, when a tsunami hits, mm -hmm. you can't the maps that you've had in the past mm -hmm. are no longer any use because the tsunami has changed the terrain. That's it. And actually that that would be a good one to record because actually I feel that that's, you know, God's not finished shaking us yet. You know, there's still going to be a whole load more a shaking and reformation, you know, coming in the next, you know, year or two. But that's why we've got to be bold and brave to actually be able to like say, well, do you know what? We're, 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 we're here, Lord. And we're willing to do what you want us to do instead of sitting there quaking and you know hiding. Actually, no, 
let's get out there and, and survey that land that's been changed and see, well, what territory are we going to go out and take, you know, for the Lord? Let's just do this. Absolutely. Oh, yes, I've got me going. And do you know something? And do you know something, Laura? The wonderful thing is this, that there are people out there just waiting to hear the trumpet call, to hear the, who will be the leaders who will stand up and say, here am I, send me, I'm willing to go. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to go, you know, and I'm willing to leave all this behind because I'm willing to go because he who's, what's it? He is no fool who gives up that which he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Jim Elliot, the missionary who was, who was martyred in South America in in the, the late 50s, early 60s, a lot of last century. Uh, and I think we need, we're needing leaders and people who are <coughs> who are already in leadership, who have got leadership qualities mm -hmm. to change and shift their leadership into a spiritual area and yeah. to use their leadership and to even bring the spiritual life that they have into their work situation. But we're yeah. not needing them all to be ministers. No. We just need them to start bringing the places uh -huh. where God's placed you. Yes. You know, God right. places you there for uh -huh. what reason? You know, yeah. you, you know, you know, Ian's been given a new job. You know, just that's one example. But it's not only Ian. I'm not just talking about Ian. But so many of us listening to this podcast. Why mm -hmm. has God put you in this place where you are now? Mm-hmm. Are you working Be that out? Mm -hmm. Because it's not just the church where they're shaking in reformation. You know, it's like the well, he knows that the shaking is happening in the you know in the health service. You know, and they're shaking within our economies. They're there's they're shaking throughout the whole land. There's reformation needed, and what it needs is is like well, people people of faith, people of God, to step in and say, well, how are we? Well, what part does God want us to play in this new landscape, in this, you know, in, in this new new terrain, this new whatever it is that God wants it to be? Because the old didn't work anymore. The, the old isn't, isn't needed in this new season. It doesn't work for us. But how can we? We're not, we're not impotent. We're not, you know, we're, we actually are, you know, we all can make a difference wherever God has placed us, you know, be it as a teacher, be it as a, be it as a, you know, working in a, in a, in a shop, be it as a working, you know, in, in a, on, on a train, you know, you can make such a difference wherever you Absolutely. are. If anybody remembers one of the podcasts, whether it was one of the weekly reviews, do you remember the story about Pastor Sundaraj, you know, in, in India, in the bank? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, now, people coming to him and then being able to say with such confidence, I need to speak to you later. If you have a problem, I see you've got a problem. Come and see me when the bank closes. Yeah. And I'll meet you outside because I've got a message from God for you. Yes. <laughs> that's that's powerful confidence in God. But that's mm -hmm. being able to read the room and being able to read the person that's with you and mm -hmm. learning to do all that. That's a whole... I'm quite sure that's an area that, that, that many, many people have actually got that gift and do yes. use it. But we need to talk more about that, about those, these gifts of being able to read a situation and being able to, I mean, some people are more open to that. And I would imagine in, in Ian's profession, and those of us who are ministers, we're given a greater opportunity to be able to say to someone, I can see there's something troubling you. And, I, and, and you can learn to read that, and that becomes a spiritual gift that God gives us to be able to talk into people's lives. The greatest gift of all gifts, I think, um, is love. And the second greatest gift is kindness. And in all things, be kind. You know, sometimes you'll, situations will occur that you simply can't make any sense of. But sometimes you just need to look at them with kindness. Um, sometimes we need to look at each other with eyes of kindness. And I think it's from kindness that great things blossom because kindness is not judgmental. 
Yeah. Well, listen, guys, do you know what? We have come to the end of our podcast. <laughs> well, I think we might even be over the time. What a, what a good As end up. <laughs> on fire for God. And uh, thinking about the soul tsunami uh, and thinking about what God might do and if the giant, when the giant awakens. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy's talking about the sleeping giant, but when the giant awakens, where will you be? What will your role be? So listen, guys, until we catch up again with you next month uh, at the same time, uh, I hope you have a great a great new year as we move into the, the new year, 2023. I pray that it may be a blessing to all of you, wherever you are. And whatever you're worried about tonight, it's time to leave the past behind. And to pick up on what Ian said, Thus saith the Lord, behold, forget about the former things. Don't you see that I am doing a new thing? And does that surprise you that God wants to do a new thing? And that's exciting as we go in to the next year, 2023. God's new thing. Let's be part of it. I want to be part of it. So until next month, thank you for joining us and uh, hope that you'll join us again. So it's from Albert. Good night. Good night. Good Good night, night. everyone. Good night, night. everyone. Thank you again.